Welcome, brothers, to the final Two Peas episode of 2017. Do not fear. We approach one last world that needs purging. For tonight, Fenris shall fall. <laughs> Do you reckon, Ben? They've already done a book on that, dude. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, of course. And your tears actually caused that problem in your garden, didn't it? Where all the grass was too wet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it yeah. actually did a little bit. <laughs> it did. Absolutely. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is uh, going to be the last one for 2017. Um, so please don't cry. We'll be back um, this evening. We are going on to the hobby desk. I actually have a hobby desk now. So that's quite exciting. Um, I don't believe it. I, I know you don't believe it. I might even post something on the <laughs> Facebook page, Ben, and then you will fall off your chair. Um, into the Galaxy of War. So I've been listening to some audiobooks, the Primark series in particular. We've got some Dark and some Blood Angels out now. And Ben's even uh, snuck a game in. And then the Mortal Realms. Ben and I are a little bit excited by the malign portent. So we'll talk a bit about those, what those uh, mean to us, what we're excited about. Talk a little bit about where the hobby community is um, at Christmas around us and what we want to do, where we want to go, um, what shows we want to visit next year. And then finally, into the wild. So, combat cards. Um, ben is old, so he remembers those. <laughs> so he wants to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> and I want to talk about Hobby Zone, who make a rather awesome uh, setup for storing paints, um, stuff, uh, mainly hiding chocolates that I don't want my wife to know I need it. So... <laughs> <laughs> so guys grab some refreshments i got a nice warm um cup of coffee i've had my mince pie uh and we shall go off into the hobby desk Hi guys, and welcome to our final hobby desk of 2017. I was just saying to Dan, I can't believe we've done 14 of these. And I said I can't believe that people have listened to them. (laughs) (laughs) So tonight we're going to just run through what we've been working on over the last uh, couple of weeks, um, which will take Dan about five seconds. That is enough of your mocking, (laughs) your mocking tones. And uh, then have a chat about what we've got planned for the next year, because I think... One of the Every cool things bit. about coming to National Reset Week is yes. that <laughs> you, st- <laughs> you start to make kind of plans for the next 12 months. And um, I've been going through the White Dwarfs and doing um, some posts for you guys from the last 12 years of Christmas stuff. And there has been some pretty cool articles on that kind yeah, of stuff, actually. Like, um, really cool. The, a Game a Week one was quite good. I really liked yep. that. And, um I know one of our listeners did that for um, Warmer Hordes to try and improve his um, Warmer Hordes game. So I think um, I think that's something pretty cool to th- have a chat about. I think so if I played Warmer Hordes once a week, it wouldn't improve my game. It would just mean I lost more because I'm not <laughs> good with that game. <laughs> it's great, but I can't play Well, I think looking back retrospectively, I've played more Warhammer 40k this year than I have done... But perhaps even as a as a staff member, when it comes to personal games. Oh yeah, certainly. Me too. Played a lot more. Um, which is really cool. Really excited about mm-hmm. that. Um, so you've actually managed to get a model and put it 
onto a desk and, and attach something yeah, to it? No. No. Well, yes, but pa- I've yeah, painted it. So I have painted some silver onto the forge fiends that I declared to the listeners in probably episode seven, I think. So like half the time ago <laughs> that we're nearly finished. So um so some some of you, if you're unlucky, will have seen the little video I put up. So I've been working on a new hobby space that my wife has kindly let me have. Um and that project has kind of subsumed all of my hobby time. And um it's almost done now. So I do actually have a hobby desk to hobby on. Uh, which is cool. And so, uh, yeah, I carrying on with the Forge Fiends, um, decided that those are the thing that need to get finished. Um, so trying to put in half an hour in the morning before work and half an hour in the evening each day. Um, in the last yeah. three days, I've done half an hour. <laughs> because Joshua uh, last night was like, well, he was clearly working for the Emperor. Because I just started to paint my chaos engines and he started crying, um, which is just <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so he needed help. And then I built my Oryx for Shadespire, my Pushfit Oryx. Oy. Yeah, got them built. Because I kind of figured once they're together, they're obviously green anyway. So you can use them or people that come around can use them um, yeah, at yeah, least yeah. once they're together. So yeah. I saw quite a cool photo that I hadn't seen and... It's ironic that I haven't seen it because everyone's really got to grips with the Shadespire models and had a girl shot at them. Um, somebody posted a picture of all four warbands, um, unpainted. And I hadn't seen that. It was the first time I'd seen that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It looked quite cool, actually. The red and the blue and the, um, green and the bone. Um, so there's a kind of, there's quite a, a cool aesthetic to them not being painted, I yep. think. Yeah. They, do, they, do, well, they stand out, don't they? They're not. They're more exciting than just green plastic, anyway. So, yeah. So, what have you got planned for the next sort of twelve months? Have you got like everything? A, I mean, thirty minutes a day. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I want to try and do thirty minutes a day, whether it be getting up early before work, which might be hard because I do work quite. I just start quite early. Um, you are a postman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or do um, or I might do thirty minutes. In the evening. So I'm going to try. I think probably an easier way to look at it is try and do three and a half hours a week because there'll be opportunities to do a bit more and there'll be times when I have to do less. Um, yeah. But um, as well as that, I have spoken to Ben Chambers and we are going to aim to do a game every week. Um, and we, we, we know that because he does shifts and because obviously with Joshua and Harriet and wanting to balance family time and, and, um, him with his wife tara we know that some weeks we might not get a game but then we'll try and do a couple the next week um yeah. so overall because one of the advantages that i've now got with this with the space i've got here is i've got a gaming space a gaming table set up um which i can leave set up um so it makes it a little bit easier so you can just come around and play and as much as i love and i will continue to play it big especially for events um helping helping put joshua to bed means i'm often not free until about half seven and it's not fair not to to help joshua go to bed because it's quite a lot of work for harriet um yeah to put him to bed (laughs) um so what it means is i can do that um which i like because it's nice daddy time doing bath and bedtime and then start a game by sort of half seven whereas if i'm going out it's near a sort of 
half eight before we get nine there, maybe nine. And the place is supposed <laughs> yeah, to shut. Yeah, Poor Jim yeah. is supposed to shut at ten, um, but we end up playing yeah. until late, and it's just it's just too much with a early morning the next day. So yeah, yeah. really hoping one game a week, um, and I think that will inform my decisions of what I do because. I often find once I'm more active in gaming, I want to be more active in painting. Once I'm more active in painting, yeah. I want to yeah. build new things. So I'm absolutely not sure quite what direction I want to go in yet. Um, maybe death. I definitely want to build some scenery. You and I have discussed it a lot. Um, I'm just still waiting for some Necromunda floor tiles to come. And then there's a company called Blots who make sections that go on to the like blacked out sections on those oh yeah i've seen them and i really yeah like i really well. like them mate so that that's on my list for probably first half of the year to do that um i'd really because i think i think that that would make a big difference to me on the boards i mean i like the boards as they are but um modeling and gaming is about three dimensions isn't it even if it's a cardboard table like from hero quest it, it's still it's still important. Yeah, I, I agree. And I like the 3D thing. And these things do look ace. Um, and then I, there's just so much great stuff. I'd really like to expand out and do some other chaos stuff. But there's just so much. There's a, I'd quite happily do a Nurgle army or a Zinch army. I'd really like to do a Fallen Guard sort of force. Or more, less Fallen Guard and more like what, you know, what the chaos equivalent to Guard, I suppose, where... Because it's not all Chaos Space Marines, and it's not all necessarily Guardsmen that have that have turned, and that's the only reason they've got an ounce of military sense. You know, there are well, yeah, no, absolutely. Chaos I worlds, mean, it's and, not, and those worlds, exactly. Regiment, yeah, there are Chaos stuff. worlds. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's more likely you'd have a Chaos world raising a Chaos army than it would be to have a fallen Guard regiment. Yeah, yeah I agree. So I'd love to do that. Um, but it's amazing how quickly the year whizzes by when you start doing all these projects. So, And that's without Games Workshop going, oh, by the way, we've made some more badassly awesome stuff. Would you like any of it? Uh, well, I suppose I could oh, be it's persuaded. A pain us. I really wish they'd stop releasing stuff. I've got so many things to catch up yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what about you then, dude? You've, um, you've been working. You've actually finished painting your Oryx, let alone just built them. I have, yeah. And I'm really happy with them. I've gone for... I'm sort of finding my style now a little bit. So, um, I've made, I'm trying to make the Shade Spire stuff look really real. Mm. And, um, I found a nice skin tone with the orcs and I'm really quite happy with that. Um, it's not too bright, not too cold. It's quite a warm green, yeah. um, fleshy kind of green. And I've used some pinks in there. I've always wanted to use pinks with orc skin because the way I imagine orcs. What are orcs? Is that they have, sorry. What are orcs? I've never. I'm not going to have. I've this never heard of these things you call orcs in Shadespire. Um, so the the way I imagine orcs physiologically is that the green pigment is the is the skin, um, and then they have red blood. So where the skin is thin, you'd get a pinkiness shining through. So I've been. I tried to put a little bit of that in, and I found a really good guide on how to do that on the internet. Actually. Um, um, but, you know, I really enjoyed them. Really enjoyed them. Um, love the models. <laughs> really did. The Shades by models, mate. Absolutely phenomenal. They are very good. And I've started my Skellingtons. 
Yeah. And um, in, do- in doing the skeletons, uh, and yes, I am saying it stupidly, I'm sorry. But I well, that's okay. You, you, you can't pronounce <laughs> Oryx, mate, so we can't expect you to say skeletons properly. They can call them whatever they want. They're still orcs. Um, on that note, <laughs> so the, I've enjoyed the, the, the <laughs> undead ones, uh, the death ones, actually. I think, um, I think they might be some of the best fantasy models they've ever made. Yeah. The Sepulchral Guard. Uh, they really, they scream sort of Dungeons and Dragons, spooky Jason and the Argonauts fantasy stuff, don't they? They're brilliant. I love them. And they're so they're so well made. Yeah, so well made and really tough, mm-hmm. considering how flimsy they are. So, well, you know how, how thin the pieces are. They are really tough. But yeah. I I came to a conclusion doing them. So I both I don't I'm not people paint in different ways, but the way I paint normally is to lay down um, my base coats, um, block them all out, and then to wash the model. Um, sometimes I wash the whole model with the same wash to try and tie them all together. Um, and sometimes I wash the different sections in different colours, and then I start to highlight them back up again. Yeah. I think that a lot of people probably paint like that, but there's a great article in the White Dwarf I've just shared um, where uh, John Blanche uh, is looking at his favourite painters, and one of the painters, and I'm really sorry, guys, I can't remember the name. I should have written it down before the show. Um, he... Um, he paints most of his army. He's a multiple Golden Demon winning painter, and he paints most of his models by doing base coats, a tiny bit of highlight, and then a wash, and that's it. And they look phenomenal. And it sort of led me to think, well, actually, I've got a lot to paint, and we've talked about this before. I think there's a real merit in getting an army and just painting it in that way. Base yeah. coat it, wash it, and then put it in a box for somebody to use if they came over or whatever. Yep. So, and then, interestingly, so we talked, I think, last time about the thing we saw. I was watching with where Mark, I think Mark Bedford was talking. Um, and that's how he does his stuff. And yeah, yeah, I would, so I would pay good money to go and be taught by somebody who painted in that manner because, yeah. You know, I'd love to be able to paint to a really high standard, but I'd I'd far rather have lots of nice looking models. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, hmm. But having those models with those base coats down, you haven't messed around with them enough that you can go back and um, and just highlight them up if you want to make the army a little bit snazzier. Yeah, if you've got if you've got five minutes or whatever. You, um, so I'm I'm just quite taken by that. Um, yeah, definitely. To be honest. So, um, looking forward then into 2018. So, other than learning what the um, races of Age of Sigmar are actually called, uh, what are you <laughs> going to be doing? Um, Necro- Necromunda to start with, mate. Yeah, you <laughs> know, I completely forgot Necromunda. We were talking the other day and I was like, yeah, by the way, mate, I need to build an entire board of Necromunda terrain. <laughs> I just not even remembered that project. Yeah. Yeah, ne- Necromunda is the first one. Um Really looking forward to getting to grips with my Necromunda gangs, actually. Um, and then once I've done that, I'll move on to um, finishing off a uh, my Destruction Army. Yep. Get, getting that up to about 1,500, 2,000 points, so I have a playable Age of Sigma army. Oh, that'd be brilliant. And then I'm going to swing back around to the Space Wolves, because uh, they just need finishing. Um, but I've got a lot of kind of 
old school projects I want to do. So I want to go back and do this year. I really want to get every one of the starters kits painted up. Yeah. Um, which is going to be hard work, but I'll do it. Um, so that's my challenge. The chap's name who does that style of painting is called Steve Buddle. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so, and his, his, uh, his article actually, his, um, his interview is on, is on the Facebook page under, under post. So Steve, um, um comes from Dan Yorway, my friend. Yep. He's, I think he does. he's in, um, he's in, in Games Workshop now, uh, but he used to be a, a customer when I was, um, the store manager in Truro. As you say, an excellent painter and a really nice bloke, actually. Really, really nice bloke. Does he still live down here, does he? I don't think he lives down there anymore because he works up in Nottingham. So. Okay, yeah, of course he does, yeah. So uh, that's White Dwarf 384 for anyone who's interested. Um, the Blanchitsu article. Um, yeah, so that's my plan for the 2018. Excellent. So I think now I've kind of... Because this year's all been, for me, about getting back into the hobby. Yes. I think painting-wise, this year, New Year, is going to be about doing the hobby consistently and in a sensible way yeah. without doing a kind of hurry up and then burn out kind of way of doing things. Yeah, I could probably benefit from that a bit. Um, <laughs> definitely. it That kind of half an hour a day thing, I was definitely my most productive when I was managing to do that. Um, yeah. And, and constant. And I, yeah, that's... Despite the fact that I've got I've got the young family to to be the most hobby of years because so many things have come together over this last year to put me in a place where doing the hobby is more accessible than ever before. So any little minute that I get, I can I can use to get stuff done. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite exciting, yeah. really. Yeah, and then we can tell loads of people about it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so anything else to say before i do the sort of quick go and get a cup of coffee into the galaxy of no i don't think so bit just so i one of the things guys i've absolutely loved you sharing our uh, your models with us i really have this for the last couple of um, weeks you've been sending us so many pictures um there are some seriously talented people listening to what we say do i know Um, we are (laughs) very honored really with the, the yeah. range of people listening um and clearly telling people about what they listen to because you can see it sort of spreading so thank you that's ace isn't it but um i just please encouragement please if you want to share a model with us you don't have to wait for us to ask just yeah. throw it in our direction we absolutely love looking at people's stuff um and i have stolen about a thousand of your ideas already and i have every intention of stealing <laughs> a thousand more so yeah. absolutely <laughs> so Thank you very much for listening to our hobby desk. Um, as Ben said, let's see some of the stuff on yours. Um, we are going to go into the grim, fantastic future of the Galaxy of War. Fantastic future. It's not a Roald Dahl novel, dude. It is. It is clearly Roald Dahl, but with bolt guns, man. <laughs> <laughs> We continue on, brothers. Fenris burns and we come forth. Ha <laughs> ha! Slay those wolves in the galaxy. Don't even get me started. What? I'm going to start this segment. No, no. 
No, I'm going to start the segment by making listen, a declaration. Listen, I'm going to talk over I you. I treat you Pipe with down. great respect and never talk <laughs> over Do you. Do you my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start this segment by declaring that the Dark Angels are heretics. Flat out. Oh, Anyone who oh, considers... Oh, oh, oh. Excuse me, sorry. Anyone I'm just stifling a yawn. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Right, so I have it's to come true. in here. I'm sorry, be quiet now, because I'm about to no. say I listen to Russ, no. right? And I said on a oh, previous episode wow. that the lion was a tit. Well, he is not a tit. He's a flipping legend, man. He's a no, tit. he isn't. You need to listen to it, mate. He's amazing, and Russ is amazing. Easily the best. Do I get one. to fast forward through anything that he says? What I say? No, no. Well, yeah, actually, that'd be quite uh, useful as well. But <laughs> <laughs> what the lion says. <laughs> Oh, he's clearly really, yeah. really arrogant, but, like... He's a tit! Russ likes him. Well, the Russ is clearly drunk. <laughs> well, that is that is likely true, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. No, but you really like that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, man. I So, audiobooks are my hobby discovery, I think, of 2017. Um, well, no, Audible is the true discovery because it is ridiculous. Like, when you've been with Audible for two months, you can then buy three credits and each credit is a book for 18 quid. So that means, like, so this year I want to start listening to The Horus Heresy from the beginning because I I read a few of them, but that was quite a while ago and I, I really want to, like, listen to the, all of them. Um so uh, if you go through uh, Black Library app or blacklibrary.com and buy three of the heresy novels, audio, unabridged, that's seventy four ninety nine, um, which is obviously a lot of money. But it is a lot of, you know, you, you are talking 40 to 50 hours of content, but they're mm. on Audible. So actually, I can get those at six pounds a novel. So, 18 quid for the three. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. game-changingly different, it isn't is. it? It's, it's, it's massive. Yeah. So, um, I have so far listened to four out of five of the Primark series. I read one of them. I read Perturabo. Um, and I have also listened to... Well, I'm listening to The Warmaster right now. Well, not right this minute, obviously, because I kind of need to listen to you unfortunately otherwise it doesn't work um <laughs> <laughs> but, but so yeah i i'm that's the one i'm currently on um what else have i listened to oh the emperor's Le the yeah the emperor's legion the the custodes novel that's really good so yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't have read any of those i just wouldn't have when would i have had the time to do that so but i listened to them on the way to work yeah. and yeah, on the way home yeah. so like on the way to work they helped me stride into work enthused with the power of the emperor or chaos <laughs> uh, and after work they pick me back up off the floor <laughs> so um yeah they're they're ace and well well so russ is definitely my favorite primark one so far i think it because he's he is cool i think well no what's really interesting though is in some ways it's quite humbling for the wolf, some of the stuff you read, but it, in the end, it all backs up why they're so awesome. So that's definitely worth reading. And and it does, as I say, it covers the the Dark Angels 
I think it makes them seem flipping awesome. Um, really, really good. And it covers a piece of the background, which has always been there that I can remember anyway. Um, but you didn't know a lot about. Yeah, but you're basically in diapers when it comes to the hobby. Yeah, uh, all right. So I can't even say that a book about your own Primark is good without you having a go. What is wrong? <laughs> anyway, moving on. So Magnus, I, not that I am a voice actor um, or even any good at it, obviously, but I do think Magnus suffered a bit from the choice of uh, accents and, and the way they came across. So Magnus sounded quite effeminate, which isn't a problem. But maybe was different to how I was expecting Magnus, especially considering his size and power. Um, and one of his little disciple dudes just sounded like a nutter. So that, that didn't help. Um, <laughs> no. but yeah, Magnus is, I don't want to give it away, but he is very arrogant and that really shines through in this. And you can see it's good in the, in the it sets up. You can see exactly why what happened happened with Magnus. And I'm sorry, yeah, as much as yeah. I was trolling you with Magnus did nothing wrong, Magnus did everything wrong. <laughs> so yeah. bad. Um, Lorgar's interesting. It's all about his upbringing on this world, which again shows why he went the way he did. Um, Can you actually managed to read a book on Lorgar without puking? I listened to it. Ugh. Yeah. I'd like to put Cor Faron's head in yeah, a blender. Yeah, that guy is a noob. I don't like him. And um, Gilliman was good. The Warmaster is started off awesome, which it was always going to, because it's Dan Abner and it's ghosts. So that's great. And um, Emperor's Legion was yeah. absolutely flipping stunning. So Cool. So Dan's book review. <laughs> yeah, I go into lots of detail. It's stunning. <laughs> But what we've got, as well as those books to talk about, is the last two releases of the year. Well, the year's not over Blood yet. Angels and Dark Angels. Well, isn't it? Well, no, it, I know what you mean. <clears throat> Pretty much, isn't it? They're not going to sneak us up something. Mind you, Malign Portance came out of nowhere. So, um, maybe. But anyway... So let's talk about... I think... Let's talk about the models first. I th I really, really like the Dark Angel Lieutenant. Yep. Um, I love the smear on his face. I like both of them. Oh, I don't know. The, the Blood Angel one, I think I'd have to see in person. Because, you know, they talk about the golden angle when you're photographing a model. Yeah. I think his is a really hard one to get. Yeah. Because um, they've, they've done photographs from several different angles with mm -hmm. him. Um, which is kind of implies that there isn't a golden angle as such, um, but he does look a bit overreachy. Yeah. But anyway, the Dark Angel one, I I really do like. He's kind of filled with arrogance, um, which is a Dark Angel. <laughs> and um, it's cool that they've done the little kits, the upgrade sprues, dude. I can't, I can't go, I can't go past this without talking about the upgrade sprues. I mean, what are they? What is the point of them? Well, oh, the, no, the Blood Angel one is absolutely pants. I've, I've got a hundred, literally a box. It's right here. I can shake it. Here it is. There's a box of a hundred chainsaws that look exactly the same as that one. <laughs> I, it's a miniature sort of replacement for 
There's nothing on it. There's not even a single blood drop. It's it's no, it's garbage. I'm sorry. It's absolute garbage. Mm. It's 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 the worst upgrade sprue. And the Dark Angels one is okay. Uh, it's got that wicked sword thing. But the problem is with that sword thing, you can't give it to every sergeant. Otherwise, you'd have like a whole army of dudes leaning on their swords. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which would look really weird. But the Blood Angels one, that I mean, neither the bolt pistol nor the chainsaw from any of the pictures that I've seen has got any identifying markers that it belongs to a Blood Angel. I mean, what is the point in that? And the shoulder shoulder guards are just like model detail. Um, I would I probably wouldn't bother with them if I'm being honest. Apart from in the actual kits, so paying two pound fifty extra for two sprues is a bargain. So, um, if I was buying the Primaris box and bought the Blood Angels Primaris box, I'd be all right with that. But to go out my way and spend eight quid to upgrade, say the Dark Imperium box, I don't think I would do it, mate. No, well. I and I'm, I very rarely say this about Games Workshop mi- miniatures, rules and all those things. I could pick a, a few holes, but but those sprues, I cannot believe them. It just seems like a really wasted opportunity. Well, I'm not in. I've put a downer on it now. Yeah, what have you it's done? It's a downer. It's, <laughs> what have you done? But I think, I think that is. I think. <laughs> I don't know what they. I just don't get the point in them. They seem like a really half-assed extra to well, me. Well, they're it's still... Just, well, I don't know. I was going to say they're still done... I'd get the old one. That's what mm. I would do. I'd get the old one, because the old one's got some really cool stuff on it. I've used the old Space Wolf one for my for my Primaris, and it works really well. I think the saddest thing so for me I, is that they're clearly a replacement for transfers. Yes. Do you know, I knew you were going to say that, because actually the model detail on a shoulder pad for me has to be more than just the the chapter symbol because if it's just a normal shoulder pad with a chapter symbol I'd rather have a I'd rather have a transfer hmm. I prefer transfers um but I think I suppose I sort of it's a little bit like when they changed the paint range where in the end I just went now nah, I'm just going to go with all the new paints because I I I think I it concerns me that the day will come where transfers just don't get made for for Warhammer anymore. You really think that would happen? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Forge World will buck that trend because they model more for the the more realistic look, I suppose, which you tend to see transfers. Yeah. But I hope it doesn't happen. And I suppose, arguably, there will always be people that can create you transfers or you can create your own, but... I love transfers. Yeah. A good transfer sheet just it can really make your army pop. Yeah, and you've converted me to them as well. The thing is, they're just they are a great example of a, of a hobby product that if you don't understand them, it seems like some kind of dark, twisted science. It is. It was until somebody <laughs> comes along and says, "No, no, no, this is what you got to do," and then it just seems like you're yeah. like. Why have I never done this before? Absolutely. Doesn't it? It It does, yeah, completely yeah, agree. So So I do get it. Like yeah. I understand, like looking back as a as a youngster, I can remember getting so angry trying to put transfers on shoulder pads because they wouldn't bend around. And actually the products that you need in order to make that work aren't the friendliest products in the world from a sort of health and safety point of view. 
So I can understand. No. And also, you know, Games Workshop make great models, so they want to make models. So I can understand why they do it. And it's added value, I suppose, as well. But whereas a transfer sheet, I suppose, you kind of... So, for example, here we go. So if you, if I said to you, Ben, here's a box of standard Space Marines, and it's £20. And then I said, Ben, here's a box of Space Marines, but they've got an Ultramarines transfer sheet in. It's £25. Or here's a box of standard Space Marines, but they've got a Blood Angel transfer sheet in. It's twenty five pounds. What? What do you? What would you be your reaction? I'd think five pounds is too much, and I and I think one of the biggest problems with transfers, mate, is that they are charging too much for. But but what I'm saying um, is though, although no, I've just got the prices wrong, haven't I? Because it's only two pound fifty. So even if it was two pound fifty more, because what I'm, I suppose what I'm yeah. getting at is, I think they are looking to raise the price point by putting in a plastic sprue which is perceived as having more value than a transfer sheet yeah 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 when you could probably get just as much bang for your buck from a transfer sheet for pence extra oh a transfer yeah anyway that aside i love those two codexes yeah yeah i think they're absolutely rammed full of character like the the stratagems like the deathwing one and the the lion and the wolf, and um, rules like the the red thirst, fantastic. See, it's interesting the lion um, and the wolf thing. So, I my a friend of mine, massive massive Dark Angel fan. Um, is is the lion and the wolf? That's the one. Is that in the Dark Angel one? It's a stratagem. It's in the Dark Angel one. I'm probably expecting it will be in the in the Space Wolf one. It's not too. one of the ones from Chapter Approved. No. no. So I love that, and I, I, you know, certainly my friend who's a massive Dark Angel fan is like, no, you'll never see Space Wolves in a Dark Angel army, and vice versa. But I, it made me want to do a little force that that really played on that, not because the stratagem is ace, although as I understand it, it is, um, but because having li- listened to Russ, I just love the idea, loved yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know? I'm just looking at the 360 of that Dark Angel. That is awesome, isn't it? Yeah. The Lieutenant, yeah, love him, man. That's amazing. The I suppose one thing I was surprised not to see that would have been nice is you know the sort of flayed end swords that the Dark Angels have got on a lot of their upgrade kits. Yeah, have one of yeah. them instead, but that's not a difficult thing to do. No, but yeah, it, so. He is lovely. Some of the fluff in that Dark Angel book, though, is some interesting little drops. So, and it proves to me beyond any doubt that they are complete and utter heretics. <laughs> which is the which is the basis of my statement of the whole section. So, firstly, they've let um, what's his face get free? Who? Oh, oh, Luther. Luther, that's it. God, I was mixing his name up with Lorgrim in my head. Luther is free. He's escaped. Um, so, considering how complicated the rock is, how big, and how much effort they put into security, there's only way that dude's getting out is if someone let him out. So, it could have been the changeling. But the fact that the changeling was on their ship running rampant and they didn't notice means that they're probably heretics too. And uh, and then this story where Gilliman shows up to drop off the Primaris and they nearly open fire on him. In case he knows about the Fallen. <laughs> uh, who 
do these twits think they are? I'm sorry. They're the first legion. Come into my system. Come into my system, bomb my planet, and then swan around acting like they're the kings of the castle. When actually they're just a bunch of corrupt idiots. They're the first legion. <laughs> first legion. Okay. <laughs> so that's my take on the dark angels. But all joking aside, putting a, you know, my space wolf hat on the shelf. I think. Um, I think the the two books have made a really huge step for both chapters, and I, I'm actually considering painting up my Dark Angels to do the Lion and the Wolf thing. Um, really like now that they're bringing back the heraldry more with the Primaris. There seems to be more of that coming through in the Dark Angels mm. too. Their transfer sheet is is really nice. Um, so. Yeah, really excited about both of those armies. And loving the fact that they've opened up all of the specialist units as well. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder why they weren't there in the first place. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what you mean now. Sorry, I was thinking about the Primaris specialist units, but you mean like all the little gunships and stuff? All of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they've taken the Fortress of Redemption out. Yeah, but to quantify that, they, we... they it's not gone. It's just in a book for access for all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. But, I mean, we were just talking about that before we came on air, how limiting that to the Dark Angels only, I don't really, I've never understood why they did that. It's one of the coolest pieces of scenery in 40k, and it's for a single chapter. I think perhaps, um, at risk of maybe uh, saying something controversial, I, I think sometimes... Games which haven't realised how big an influence what they write down has on people and how little people maybe are willing or want to look outside the box. So like the Storm Raven, for example, when it came out and it was specifically Blood Angels, straight off the bat, between me and my gaming group, we were like, Well, I'm that's mental, we'll just we'll just have one. And I, I painted one up in my store that I was running at the time in ultramarine colours because I was like, but it's a game. So, yeah, OK, if you turn up to a tournament, yeah, you, can, you can't use it because that's not the rules. Um, you know, in the same way as you can't turn up with a Chaos Space Marine squad in, a, in an Imperial Army. But if you're playing with your mates, do what you want. Same thing with a Fortress of Redemption. Yeah. And I, but I don't, I think that... But the problem is with the Rede- Fortress of Redemption, dude. It's it's a it's an edifice to the Dark Angels. Oh, so you would have made the model the different. tower? Yeah, completely, oh. completely different. The the missile bay's got the Dark Angel thing on. The tower is four Dark Angels. It's it's just a great big Dark Angel. And it looks ace. Yeah, but you could have made it look ace by putting something else that isn't a Dark Angel. You could, what you need to do, mate? Go down the shops. Go down the shops and get some like faux fur. And just drop over the top of it. That's <laughs> it. Looks like a big shaggy mountain, and then you'll be happy. <laughs> or rebuild it. Just that. Rebuild the tower section. No. No. I just. I've. I've always thought. I mean, it is a beautiful model. Don't get me wrong. You could call it mini fang. It is a beautiful model, but I just don't understand why they've they made it so specific. I, I have only the oh, only yeah. thing that can be said on that is. They're the first legion. Oh, you keep waiting. They're the first legion, man. You need to read the book. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, if you say so, you do need to read the book. <laughs> shall we? Shall we? Have we covered everything we wanted to cover? That's the important thing. 
I'm just have I ranted about the Dark Angels? So Ben, I've got my notes. Ben talks utter crap, and Dan has lots of good stuff to say. <laughs> yes, I think we've achieved that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so can you wait the feedback from um, our Dark Angels friends? <laughs> we both have them. <laughs> They're going to be on, on the messenger straight away. What, what are you, are you doing? talking about? What are you talking about? So, um, that is the Galaxy of War, dude. <laughs> that glorious what did i say fantastic place um that is the galaxy yeah. of war so we shall move forward or backwards or sideways depending on how you reckon it's all laid out into the mortal realms hi guys welcome back um i've calmed down a bit so I've got nothing left to rant about. <laughs> oh, I don't um, believe that. <laughs> um, and we're in the uh, we're in the mortal realms. And oh my days, am I excited about this? I didn't even see this coming, dude. Uh, I mean, there was some signs. The the there, there were some portents, perhaps. There were some portents, and uh, and the dark oath chieftain s war chief, whatever she's called. Um, but what are they doing? What is this? I mean, it's only 15 days away. It's like two weeks. Two weeks too so long. That, what does that mean? It's, it's so exciting. Two weeks it? too long. But does anyone, do you have, well, come on, what do you think it is? I stand by what I said the other week. I think it's a box set. I think we're going to see a box set. Hmm. I, yeah, I think you're probably right. But I think there'll be a lot bigger than that. I think there'll be more going on than that. Um, yeah. So, Apparently, uh, well, I say apparently, I read on the internet at Font of All Wisdom. Oh, have you got rumours? Well, no, I just read somewhere that Games Workshop apparently said it's not zombie pirates, um, uh, which made me sad because I was kind of hoping for pirate, zombie pirates, undead pirates. Yeah, well, that's that's the ship, isn't it? Yeah. So what have we had? We've the had field. In the fact, field, actually, that was brilliant because somebody's response was, just because there's a ship doesn't mean there'll be zombie pirates. The last one was a field, and I don't think there's going to be an army of zombie farmers. <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. Uh, although then somebody did point out, have you seen the zombie kit? Because they've got pitchforks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <gasps> it's and just you've... kind of struck me that they might do new zombies. Like, Games Workshop need to update their zombie models. Oh, that would be amazing. Well, they've done they've done such a good job with the Poxwalkers, frankly. That, yeah. Um, I mean, the Poxwalkers are so good that people are using them for just Apocalypse games, as in for other systems as well. Mm-hmm. So they're really good. Um, um, my favourite so far has been this, the one from today, the Icon. Looks yeah, with the lightning with the flashes, lightning and he turns... Oh, and he goes yes. into a skeleton. <laughs> yes. I wonder... It, Hmm. I wonder. I wonder whether Nagash will have stolen some Stormcast back. Dude. Cause there's Is he powerful enough to do well, that? Well in so in um the original story there's a lot of stuff around Ramus. So Ramus Is it Ramus I'm thinking about? No, Ramus is the Hallowed Knights one. What's the name of the one in the main box? The Lord Relictor of the Hammers of Sigmar. Oh, oh I don't know. Anyway, he is quite mystical, like mysterious and going on about death and stuff. But in 
in the Hunt for Nagash audiobooks, um, the Tarsus, the Hallowed Knight's like champion, gets ca- his soul gets captured by Nagash. Um, he sacrifices oh. himself because they're fighting Nagash, and Nagash is basically when the lightning comes down to get him to take him away, or goes up to to Azir, it can't get away. Nagash is like grabbing it and taking back the souls, and then Tarsus um, sacrifices himself to get all these souls freed and back up to to Sigmarom. Um, yeah. So yeah, that would be cool be interesting as well because so like rather than having what everybody thought you'd get which is chaos stormcast at some point um have like death stormcast that sort of thing i think chaos stormcast would be a travesty yeah so would i but then to be honest i do um, i don't want to see it but so, because you got to remember, when Age of Sigma started, it was all about hope and the Stormcast would come in and Sigma was throwing them in and it was all kicking off and good was going to be an ascendance. And I love that. But what we've got now is the Age of Hope is is dead. So, I still I still think it would be a travesty. They've got plenty of other models that they could have, plenty of other things, aspiring champions, big guys in armor that. They don't need to be stormcast. Why everything has to be corruptible? In fact, it goes the other uh, way. In uh, yeah, the books. I mean, yeah, they turn they you know after they've cleaned the the chaos influence out of the guy's soul, it, it turns out that he was Torglug. I think he was. He goes back and he becomes yeah. a a knight as a knight uh knight knight Azeros or a knight Venator, one of them. Which is cool. The, the fact that Sigmar is vetting these souls practically personally, it just seems completely ridiculous to go down that route. Whereas, if the Lord of Death has captured their souls and corrupted them, and then shoved them into, like, I don't know, his own version, I could get on board with that. Well, we'll find um, out, won't we? Oh, the ship is the bit. The, the ship, dude. I want them to release a, a like a piece of scenery model. A piece of scenery for the ship that would be so good. <laughs> we'll have to get have to get one of the ones from <laughs> Firelock Games. Yes. Oh, don't because then we'll be playing Blood and Plunder. Yeah, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, but we won't. Then oh. this is the thing, right? This is what happens for every war game out there. This is going to be controversial for every war game out there. There is a Games Workshop game which is awesomer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I think um, historical wise, blood and plunder is. I think. Yeah, is... yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Historical wise, uh, yeah. Don't. They're all great. There's loads of great games. But every time I try and look at it, so like if I was looking at blood and plunder and thinking, oh, I could go for that, it would not surprise me whatsoever if fate intervened and Games Workshop were like, oh, here's some zombie pirates and a big ass ghost ship. And I'd be like, oh, boy. yes, <laughs> I'll be doing that then instead. Could you imagine them releasing a big ass ghost ship? Oh, yeah. I, could... I mean that that deserved a moment of silence, yeah. didn't it? I mean, in fairness, it did. I mean, it's. I think the coolest thing that they've done. If we compare releases, if this is a new box set, this is a better way to do it by a thousand miles than that drip-fed thing that they did with the forty k box set. Yeah. 
by the time we were on week 46 of that nonsense, I wanted to pull my own hair out. <laughs> so it just released the box. <laughs> it's cool because we're going to um, see another... Well, it looks like we'll see a new realm that we've not really looked. It's quite remarkable when you think about what hasn't been explored. There's yes. so much unexplored. But that's the cool thing about Age of Sigma is that we we are now going through the process of watching a whole new fantasy world being born. Yeah. And if it does anywhere near as well as Fantasy Battle, then in twenty years' time when they you know, when we're sat either gone, if we're doing this podcast in twenty years' time, I'd be amazed. But um if twenty years' time we were sat talking about it, like we talk about when we first started Warhammer Fantasy Battle, then it will be a fully fleshed out thing. Yeah. And that will be amazing. Yeah. And we'll be able to say we were there when. Which is equally the as amazing. The day the sky fell. Because it wasn't but, dissimilar um, to that when uh, it was discovered that fantasy was... We were there the day the guy burned his army. <laughs> On YouTube. <laughs> I wonder if he regrets that. <laughs> oh, I doubt he's probably too up his own arse, isn't he? That's, I couldn't imagine doing that's that. That's one listener gone. <laughs> Why is people burning their Star Wars memorabilia? Oh, don't! I'm not joking. What is wrong with the with people? I honestly don't know. Hey ho! Anyway, before we get into that, a hugely controversial topic of the new Star Wars film. Have you seen the new Stormcast hero? I know you've seen him, but have you seen his rules? Sorry. Um, <clears throat> have I seen his rules? I briefly skimmed over them. But I haven't actually sat down and Plus worked out how three inches to charges for Stormcast unit. Within how dis- with <sighs> I knew you were going to ask within... me that. So I'm sort of desperately flicking through the the iPad to bring up. That's going to be six inches, isn't it? Well, what are the thoughts? If it's so? within... But it, they do sort of move around a bit. be interesting, actually, to find out if they've put him in the app. Because... Often, they don't. Let's have a look. I'd love to be wrong in my thinking that you won't be. In. 12 inches would be pretty spectacular, but I'm fairly sure it's going to be six. No, I can't see him. That might be because... Is he out yet? Is he actually out on sale? Or is he just on pre-order? I think, I think he's this weekend. Because... Um, the rules don't always appear in the app, or I might not have updated the app is the other thing, although I did do a mass update just the other day. Do, 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 do. So anyway, while you're you're doing that, I'll fill in. Yeah, okay, it's better, so better than storm... me just going do, 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 to be fair. Doing the Stormcast Oryx. See, I can do it. Doing the, st- <laughs> doing the Stormcast, I even got that wrong. Doing the Shadespire Oryx. <laughs> I haven't been drinking, I promise. You don't drink. I don't, you're just a nutter. <laughs> uh, doing those has meant that I now have kind of inadvertently opened the door to doing Oryx in my Destruction Army. Yeah, good. So I've been looking at, um, I've been looking at the Oryx. Um, I cannot get over the, uh, the new ball boy things, the big ones. Gore Grunters. Oh, my days. They are so good. So, so good. I think, for me, 
are going to go out there and say that the Oryx have benefited the most from the recent releases. Because I think the new models that they've done have have made me even rethink what, what on earth they were doing. What before? What they were thinking about. Yeah. I mean, why was there not a war boss the size of that dude before? <laughs> He's spectacular. He is excellent, isn't he? I can't stop looking at um, David Soper's um, version of him in last month's White Dwarf. Is it last month's? Yeah. Stunning. So I found the rule. I found the rule. Good. I was running out of yeah. fear. <laughs> the reason I couldn't find the rule is his War Scroll isn't out because he's not actually even on sale yet. Um, it was a community post that I shared onto our page. Um, so No. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I couldn't find it because, you know, it was so shocking. <laughs> Although I shared it at like half past 11 at night because I was excited. Um, did the page crash? No, it didn't crash. Did, no. did you have to log in again? <sighs> I just bring the awesome, man, and the looks. I'm here for the looks and the awesome. Yeah. So, once more for Sigmar, charge. That's what it is. That even sounds cool. If you use this command ability until your next hero phase, add three to the charge rolls for friendly Stormcast Eternal, that's a keyword, units that are within nine of this model. All of them. That's not bad, is it? And he's got a thing about if, he re-rolls ones for his saving throws, which is because he's got the shield, but and deals mortal wounds to nearby enemies when he saves. So that's good. There's a lot more mortal wounds in Age of Sigma than there is 40k. Yes, there is. But there's probably a lot more. I think there is a lot more um, high armor-piercing values and stuff in 40k. Um yeah. Also, yeah. mortal wounds are even more spectacular in 40k because they actually carry over, don't they? Whereas standard yeah. wounds don't. Yeah. So they probably are pretty rare. cool, huh? Yeah. They are a bit rare. He's an awesome model as well. I love him, mate. I absolutely love him. Yeah. It's just like power. It feels like he should be glowing. Mm. I feel like I need to mount an LED in his base to make him glow. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Yeah, really looking forward to him. So you're gonna add really you're gonna add some Oryx. Um Dan Wadsley, friend of mine, is talking about doing a spider grot army. Or is that is what it? they're called? What are they called? You you know, you're so uh, good with the names now. Am from I? your training. <laughs> what training? Well, basically me mocking you and then you getting it right. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. We know nothing, do we really? No, it's because we do it so late at night. We just our brains are switched off. <laughs> that's my that's my excuse as well, actually. The forest goblins, spider you know, fang well, rocks. You know, they're called. There's not forest goblins. What are you even talking about? Goblins what? don't even exist. Whatever. Spider fang rocks. They're called. Obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. So yes, the spider fang rocks. So Dan's on about They've doing them the with a mighty four big old horses. spider. The big spider. I love that thing. Yeah, it's awesome. They love, love that big spider is so good. Good net. Yeah. So that would be good to see love him it. doing that. Um, oh, talking about cool models. Did you see um, that chap's Orion conversion? Uh, you haven't, have you? I must have done. So this is this is fallen completely flat. No, it's not Absolutely fallen flat. Still. I'm just dredging it up, man, from my head. <laughs> um, Claret is his name. I'm sure I did. Tell me about the model, man. He's leaning forward with the horn. He's practically completely built it from scratch. It's absolutely fantastic. 
Well, ha- have really, you shared really it good. on the page? No, but I will. It's going to be a model <sighs> of the day really, this week. You, you just need to sort your effort out there, don't you? I'm so disorganised. It's it's quite phenomenal that I managed to hold down a job. Just <laughs> <laughs> remember where it is every day. There's like a little map yeah. on your door as you go out to remind you where you're, you're going. Y- yeah, you are going to work today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that model is really cool, though. It's very. I'm really excited about um, big death models. Now, I know there's a few things out there already, but um, I really love that conversion of the um, of the ship with the kind of ghosts underneath it. Yes. Um, and I'd love to see a few things like that. That would be really, really cool. Mm, big sense. Really, really cool. Things. Yeah, because Nagash. As much as Nagash is really cool. And his model is like a quantum giga leap on the old one. <laughs> it's um, it's a bit weird having a god on the battlefield for me. It's kind of what would push me away from Alariel, I think. Oh, but me. The models are great, you know. There's no doubt in that, and they're fantastic centerpieces. But um, and I really want to have a go at Alariel's um beetle with those iridescent paints that Green Stuff World have done. Oh yeah. Um, but I think. It would be a bit like a Stormcast army turning up with Sigma, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, that would be bloody badass, man. Though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I see your crazy dude riding a three-headed dragon and raise you one thunder god. Oh, mate! And you know what he was doing the thing about Thundercats? Oh, yes, thunder, thunder, thunder god! Woo! It'd be amazing. <laughs> It would be amazing. Well, do you know what I would do as well if I was playing you? I'd get some cardboard beforehand and cut it into like lightning bolts and paint them, and then I could throw them at you in the game. <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant. <laughs> it would be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'd like to see something slightly different from him, as in some a nice, cool centerpiece model for death that isn't a god. <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm just still thinking about throwing Thunderbolts at you. Yeah, I know. Oh, this would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Do you think they'd do a Sigma model? I'm not sure they would. I think that's taking it too far. I think that, well... It would be like doing a, a corn model, mate. I just... But the thing is, though, he has fought on the battlefields of, like, the realms, hasn't he? Yeah. Do you know, that has just made me think that you've never seen a Chaos God fight on the normal battlefield. No. So... There uh, go. They're cowards. Oh, I see. Uh... <laughs> well, what are they worried about? I, if yeah, they're so they big and powerful... So and, Chaos Gods, and right, wants... I think Chaos Gods don't really want to win, though, do they? Because what would they do if they won? Like, if they actually just won? Do you actually think that Korn even thinks about this stuff? He doesn't think... A Zinch, yeah. Zinch, I get. Zinch wants perpetual planning and plotting, and he doesn't care whether he loses or wins, really. But Korn... He just wants to kill everything. Nah, he doesn't. He so, wants to fight. Yeah, so everything. why isn't he? Because he sort of gathers up all the fightingness of He's the people a that are funny. Dude, whoa. <laughs> 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 this is this is getting intense now. I don't know if I <laughs> it's alright when I'm mocking you, but I'm not sure I like it the other way round. Well he is, clearly. Absolute Jesse. Clearly. That is, that is yeah, precise. Well, if, he, if he wasn't, if he wasn't, he'd have come down and fought the Emperor himself. Yes, mate, you are right. 
Oh, well, there you go. I've made... There you see, the point is made. You're right. The point is made. I just can't... I'm sorry. I just can't be bothered with arguing with idiots, so I'm just going (laughs) to (laughs) re... On that bombshell. (laughs) Dude, shall we go forward and um, talk about the community? Yes. Yes? Absolutely. Good work. Okay, so hail to you, mighty listeners, and goodbye. No, we're not going completely. Don't worry. Just grab some refreshment. Come back. We'll talk about some community. Bye, guys. Hail. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We What's wish you a Merry Christmas. Are you doing Carol? Yeah. I'm not giving you any money. Um. Not unless you come up to my door. And sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. <laughs> and, then, and then my bearded the wonder, I will give you all the money in the world. Well, that's a deal. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that, that's completely destroyed my uh, epic intro, but we did get to hear you <laughs> sing Merry Christmas. So that's cool. Well, it had to happen at some point. Yeah, it did really, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, the community. The community then. Other than crying, weeping tears of agony at the sound of your caterwauling, what's going on in the community? Um, <laughs> what are you doing? There's loads going on in the community, dude. <laughs> so up here, there's a big, there's like a Christmas Age of Sigmar meetup on the 30th at Big, um, which I'm, I kind of need to negotiate to be able to go to that, really. Uh it's on a Saturday and I've got to work and I think I've got people around the night before to play some Age of Sigma, so I probably won't be able to. But it's happening, so that's quite exciting. Um, yeah. Lots of things lined up for the new year. So Games Workshop have got their open day, which I was thinking of going to, but because we are going to Warhammer World on the 19th anyway, I think probably yeah. driving up twice in two weeks is a little bit too much. And you realise that if we're going up on the 19th, that's going to be around the time that the Malign Portents will have had something happen. Yeah, but if we go up on like, the 6th, it'll be out. Well, it'll be re- announced, won't it? That's the weekend. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So that's happening. I've yeah, got cool. the 4th of February. You're going to pour, I think. Yep, that's right. And I am going to redeem myself for my coming 40, 40th at uh, Autumn Tides, because I'm going to Winter Tides. What, when? On that day. Well, on the pool? On the pool. On the pool weekend? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Well, you see, now that we're, you know, burgeoning on the on the edge of famous, dude, we've got to sep- split up so that our, our mighty listeners can, can meet us and you know, be in our presence. Famous? Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> So, so doing so that, rude. and um, <laughs> so starting starting the week the the year off with a bit of gaming because we got Tenebrous in January. Then I got gaming in February. Are we going to go to Salute this year, dude? Maybe. It, I'm not really in the mood for going anywhere near London at the moment. If it involves a bus or a train, no. Well, no, no, <laughs> no. After your recent adventures, because, uh, on Sunday people nearly died. Right. Okay. Well. We could drive, dude. I don't know. Sounds I went like a last much year idea. and it wasn't as <laughs> it wasn't as 
awesome as I was hoping. I what I do want to do is the UK Games Expo. Well, I was about to say, sell it to me. So, what is Salute? It's essentially a I've massive, never been. massive wargaming show, but it's very much trader focused. So, yeah, lots and lots and lots of people selling wargame stuff. Um, and yeah. lots of it. So Foreground have an incredible stand with loads of great examples of their stuff, which I really like. And to be honest, that is the one thing that's making me want to go. Um, yeah, I don't. I think if you if you want to get if you're going to salute, you've got to be going with like shopping in mind. I think because it's not got. Yeah, loads that's of the problem with these things is that you know you you do need to be there with the mind to buy something. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool to see what other, cause you know, there's lots of companies out there that I didn't know about six months ago. Yeah. And just from doing this podcast, I've, I've like found a whole ton more. So it'd be quite useful to do it for that perspective. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. Got, got to do okay. Warhammer Fest this year as well. Yes. Oh, mate, I loved Warhammer Fest last year. Yeah. Apart from a few weird incidents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That always happens. Being told off. For pointing out the anatomy of a, of a large scale model. Oh, that was ridiculous. Was one of my highlights. Yeah, I, that's kind of disappeared <laughs> off the radar, that model. Well, maybe it was my feedback. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Tell me very much. Well, there's but another company now going to be creating that sort of thing. Pop up on really? my Facebook every now and then. I signed up to them on in emails. Yeah? Yeah, but I can't remember what they're called. So it's about time I got another email from them, clearly. Um, uh, large scale models, that kind of scale where they're two foot tall. Or foot tall, even. I, I, it's exciting stuff, but it gives you an opportunity to really get into the depths of some of this tech. So, like the space around um, a Terminator's collar or a Space Marine's collar, where the head comes out of on a model, it's always been a relatively a flat area um, because of the way that they've done it. So it's multi-headed and all of those kind of things. But I would love to see someone sculpt a one-foot model where that kind of detail is explored. We've yet to have it. Um, so I think they missed a the boat with that Deathwing Terminator. Hmm. Apart from the fact that his, his head was a good six inches forward from his shoulders. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get past that once you've noticed it. Um, but I'm sure yeah. we'll see like more, more of that sort of thing coming out um, anyway. So that'd be good. Yeah. Um, so I've... Um, go on. Games, Games Expo, tell us about that. Because um, I only really heard about it from... This year, first time I ever heard about it. Yeah, I think Quite. I did as well, but I had done something like the weekend before, so I didn't end up going. But I know this year Games Workshop are, are sponsoring it and getting heavily involved. I think it's similar sort of thing to like the Adepticon and stuff like that, but smaller because it it's be not America. Yeah. And you guys in you guys over there for our, our um, listeners in the States have got some awesome big shows, so... Like the size they of Birmingham, turn it up probably. to eleven. Pardon? <laughs> they turn it up to eleven with that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, they do. It's awesome. So that sort of thing. So I think the cool thing for me is you get to see so much of what's going on in the yeah. hobby and different things, and, and what everyone else is doing. Yeah, as well. absolutely. So yeah. I really want to go to that and um, spend a bit of time at that. Probably just for the one day. I think I'll keep the the nights away for some events. Yeah. Um, be nice to do an Age of Sigmar event this year. I really want to do an Age of Sigmar event. That's why I want to get my Destruction Army up and running, so that I have something to do an Age of Sigmar event with. Um, yeah, I really want to do that, definitely. 
I'm on board for that. So, yes. What do you think of doing something like a Necromunda event? Yeah, it'd be very story-driven, wouldn't it? Be ace. I think... Because I'm kind of more keen on that kind of stuff. More story-driven campaigns would um, suit me, I think. Mm. The other day, I actually sort of raised an eyebrow and thought, I quite fancy doing a a Lord of the Rings event. Um, Do you know what? I did as well. It's because I've been going through the White Dwarfs. And I've been looking at, like, the War of the Rings stuff and thinking, I've really enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, I was I was um, listening to, on Warhammer TV, Adam Troke was on there talking about uh, battle companies and stuff that's coming up for Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, and they're calling it the Middle Earth War Game or something Middle like Earth that. Middle Earth Strategy no, Battle changed... Game. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. to get rid of The Hobbit because they've done a wonderful job with the models for The Hobbit. And The Hobbit box set, I've just put it, taken off the sprue and put together the goblins the other day. The detail on some of those models is phenomenal, really. Um, it's failed on one thing and it's not their fault. And it, it's the fact that the hobby movies were a steaming pile of steam. So spread the wings again and encapsulate the whole thing because the Middle Earth is going to be fantastic. And with the Amazon doing their new series coming out, it's going to be even more on people's radar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about so, it. That Battle Companies thing is really exciting. Mm, that's certainly coming up uh, community-wise. So, yeah, I, I think what would be cool is to hear, um, and it would be, we'll we'll get some posts up, I think, actually. In fact, I might even do it, Ben, shock horror, uh, is get some posts up about events that are coming up and find out what people out there have done or are thinking of doing and what their experience has been. Um, cause there are so many yep. events and it's actually quite nice to do a range of small and, and large events. There's a great little show really local to me. Like I can walk to it. Um, little war game show. It's only small. Um, maybe 20 or so traders. Uh, when you got like salute, you're talking about nearly 200, but yeah, you pay like three quid to get in and it's, it's cool. It's cool just to go and have a chat and have a look around. Um, so yeah, uh, let us know. Um, only a small community section, because I've got a, I've got a few things I'd like to shout out. You've... Have you? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Well, it is. I've just been kind of. There's been like pauses where I was like, "Is Ben going to say anything?" No. Well, I keep worrying that if I start talking, you'll just talk over me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you carry on. So... I'm going to eat this little mini Twix, which is looking at me. Um, I went. Um, you... I went down to a club in. Um, Fazbo Games in uh, Truro, um, which is the Trelawney Gamers, I believe, and um, had a fantastic time playing a game against Simon down there. Um, thanks very much for that, dude, and really enjoyed it. Quite an um, interesting thing to do, playing get a war game in the middle of a comic, balls, comic book stop. Comic Trelawney's book Army, shop. that's cool. Yes, that's it. Um, because I was distracted by all the comics for at least the first hour I was in the shop. <laughs> um, but it was a nicely, nicely run club, very well organised, some great scenery in there, um, and a nice atmosphere. So um, if you're in Truro, um, that's definitely just one to have on your radar. Um, and the other place I want to talk about, because I don't think we've talked about it, is uh, Curtain Gaming. No, we haven't. At, uh, just Crediton. before we move on, though, because obviously... I have to talk over you um, to prove your point. Uh, it wouldn't be the two piece podcast if you didn't no. talk over me. No, I, I, so, I just want to add my two. Pe- <laughs> I want to add my yeah, my it. two pence on um, Trelawney's armies because uh, there's some yeah. really great guys down there who I met 
when I ran the tr- ran the tourist store. And to say they're passionate about the hobby is an understatement. It's really, really cool. And there's some great painting. Luke Preston, really good painter, um, really nice guy. Um, Chris, who used to work with me, well, Luke did as well for a time, you know, really passionate about the hobby, um, really broad range of knowledge about the hobby. Um, Matt, Martin Rowe down there as well. Again, passionate about the hobby, knowledgeable. So, and obviously, I'm sorry if I've forgotten anyone, but it was a little while ago. But it it is. It's a really, and it's been going for a long time as well. You know, kit march. You can tell that so that's mate. that's ace. It's really good, and I'm I'm so happy that you made it down there. Um, yeah, because it's certainly one of those where if I was down that way, um, I'd be trying to get along. So yeah, it's yeah, it's well, it's on a difficult night for me because um because Joe plays netball that night, so um it is tough to get babysitters every week but it was it was good fun yeah good so um you'll be glad to know you can go back to talking now i've lost my stride curtain games at crediton crediton is a lovely little town in the middle of devon and curtain games started on a kickstarter a little while ago didn't they um they've got a hobby barn up there which uh is is really pretty cool and when i I would like to go and visit at some point. So, well, they've kindly asked us, you know, if we'd like to visit, and it's quite middle of between us, isn't it? It is, yeah. And frankly, mate, their events calendar. I was going, I was just going to read out a couple of upcoming events, but it would be impossible because they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They've got ten before the end of December. So, <laughs> um, it's a great place. It's a buzzing hobby community in the southwest. Um, so if you're not aware of them, um, this is the first shout out because I'd like to do, we'd like to talk about them a lot more. And, um, we're certainly going to head down there and use their podcast studio at some point. Um, so that would be pretty cool. Um, you mean yeah, they've got something a, a little out. bit more technical than our, our famed box covered with a rug? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the cool that I think that is our community section done. Um, it's time for us to head into the wilds. Forward. Look out. There's a bear. Rawr. It's a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Once in Royal David City. Hi, guys. Welcome back into the wilds. Um, and this week, it's white and snowy. And there's Christmas carols and penguins. So we're, we're through into the Antarctic wastes or Valhallen wastes and we're going to talk about combat cards and hobby zone. Dan's just uh, dropped like a ton of hobby zone onto his desk. Yeah, I already had some um, and now I have lots of some. Lots of some. A wall yeah. of it, mate. A wall like, of it. I absolutely it- love it. I can't even remember how I found it. So for those that don't know what Hobby Zone is, Hobby Zone make a number of items um designed to improve thy hobby or make it easier um through organization, which is really exciting. <laughs> so it's MDF, um obviously taking advantage of the laser cutting stuff but it's a fantastically organized neat smart looking way of keeping all your paints hobby gubbins all of that sort of stuff um 
together and it is well worth having a browse i i've got a feeling dude i just literally typed in like paint rack into google and went on images and randomly came across like one picture and when i looked on the web page i just i just nearly had a fit because it's just so up my street well they have literally got a product for everything yeah I mean, even got down s- to the paper towel holder. Exactly. I was going to say even the paper towel holder. I think I the thing I like towel. about it the most is that each unit magnetizes to the other one. So you can move it around. You can change yeah. the layout and, and really customize it as you want to. I love it. So I really like the fact that they have a gloss white color on some of the panels. So it breaks it up from just being that kind of wooden tone that MDF is. Yeah. Um, I really like that. I did have to modify one piece because the wall that I've got it on is 2.9 metres, which it would have fit in, but apparently the wall is not 2.9 metres. It is, in fact, 2.89. So, no, 2.899, whatever. It was a centimetre too short, (laughs) the wall, the gap. Uh, so, so yeah, I had to cut one down it. a bit, um, which I did. I was fine. I got there in the end. Um, so that's cool. So that's all done. Um, and I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm really happy with it. It looks great. Um, definitely worth investing in. I'll, I'll get a link. Do you think it would help me keep my hobby area tidy? No, nothing could help you keep your hobby tidy area tidy, <laughs> dude. That is like saying, do you think a comb could help tame your beard? My beard is perfectly Isn't it? Theoretically, tame. the product is perfect, but actually the application that you would use for it, it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it would. Because, you do? Yeah, because you'd have somewhere to put it all. I can't paint without having at least five pots open. It yeah, but seems... you can have five pots open, but then you can put them away again. Oh, yeah. In between projects. I think you're right. I think it probably would help, but I'm not sure. Yeah, if it did manage to keep my hobby desk tidy, it would be the first time in. Do you know yeah, the only thing that keeps my hobby desk tidy? Being able to find stuff. No, it's not even that. It's that I have to do this podcast once every two weeks, so I have to clear my desk to put the laptop on it. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have to do that, it would just be a disaster zone. So one Absolutely. of the things I really like about it because it makes everything easily accessible. So you don't have to faff around finding things. It's also good when people come. Like, I'm really hoping. I've even gone so far as to buy two chairs for my hobby room and set up two painting stations because I'm, I want, you know, my, my hobby group up here, I want people to feel like they can come by and do some painting. Um, yeah. and like if I'm playing a game with, with one person, they can sit down and do some painting and not feel like, you know, just sort of shoehorned in on the corner of a, kitchen table yeah um, actually yeah. have have a space in front of them that's got lots of different s- products available to use and stuff yeah like yeah i i i'm jealous there's yeah i'm not gonna be around the bush i wish well, i was up there to sh- it is a shame it. that you're all the way down there but when you're up here it's what's mine is yours so you can use cool. it i'm i'm was really impressed by those hobby zone products and i'm gonna be picking some up with my christmas money are you yeah. Well, I asked for um some money for um to for my Christmas present early. I asked for the money to go on that um 
Heavy Metal Painting Course, which oh, yeah. sold, sold out in like minus one second. <laughs> so, yes. Um, I've, I've still got it. So, um, well, they haven't given it to me because of that. So after Christmas, I'll ha- you know, I'll, that's all I've asked for rather than presents. So, um, I'll be using it to redo my hobby desk, which I'm quite excited about. Excellent. Yeah. That's good. Oh, so the- I've also been lucky enough on a sort of an into the wilds note to, um, get hold of a couple of pieces from the Warhammer art guys. Oh, yes. They are so nice, man. The quality. It's just beyond what I was expecting. Is it? Yeah. Yes, me. I think um, Games Workshops set that doing their IP like that, um, you know, spreading it out a little bit. It's been a really good thing. Yeah, they're quite. Um, it's interesting. There's quite a lot of images, but all of mine that I got, all three of them, are all number four of two hundred and fifty, which surprised really? me. I thought they would have sold more. Certainly of the Intercessor, because he looks amazing, mate. You will, you will love that. When you come up and you see it, it's just gorgeous. Like printed That's out in strange. a high quality paper, framed up. I can't believe they've only sold, sold four of them. That really does surprise me, actually. Mm. That really does surprise me. Um, but then I suppose I'm very, 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 very fortunate to have a room where there's space to put artwork up. Yeah. Because, you know, you wouldn't, you, it's unlikely that the missus would want a picture of. You know, Bob Space Marine laying the hurt into some chaos dude on the wall in the uh, in the living room. Yeah, I've I tried to convince Joe of having like the star. You know, there's that Star Wars multi canvas thing with the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I, I I really wanted to have that in the front room, but she said no. Oh, see, I think the colours would enhance the curtains. I think so too. I said as much, but I got poohooed. So. <laughs> I'm um. Have, do you do you know the um the game um Scythe? Yes. Do you know I absolutely love the guy who did the artwork for that. Um, yes. And because I'm doing this on the fly, I've completely forgotten his name, which is um which is not at all unlike me. But his work um I've just looked him up. Is on uh is on Displate now. Nineteen twenty. It's called the World of Nineteen Twenty Plus. Um, and it's that kind of 1920s military feel, um, with massive great big mechanoid walkers, mm-hmm. um, and various other things. So his, his is on display, um, if we're talking about wall art, uh, which I noticed today and, and had a little bit of a flip out because I just think, um, I think his work is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, really it's is. very good. Is that the thing that's being made into a computer game? It is. Yeah. 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 The game looks yeah. brilliant. Really good. Yeah. So um, we'll post, of course, links up to... If you didn't know what Displate is, it's um, aluminium-printed um, images that you can just magnetise onto the wall. Um, Jacob Rosalski. His name is Jacob Rosalski. But we'll, po- we'll put all the links up for Warhammer and Displate. The other thing we just quickly need to talk about, dude, before we wrap this absolutely random podcast. is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've lost all organisation and sense of focus. Um, it's the combat cards. Oh my days! Am I excited about the combat cards? I used to play these with my mates right when I got started into the hobby, and I had two packs that I think I was bought for one Christmas because they were Games Workshop stuff and they were a reasonable price. So when people, I was just getting into the hobby, 
hobby, Hobbit. It was a bit Freudian, wasn't it? Um, when I was just getting into the hobby, um, they were quite a neat little present for me. Um, I have, out of those two packs, I have one card left. <laughs> Which, to be honest, is unbelievable. It is. Like, anyone that knows you, like, I just can't believe that. <laughs> it's, um, well, it's the only one I can find. They might be hidden somewhere. So, am uh, I right in thinking it's one pack? With it both is to start with. In? How does it work? I don't know anything about it. It's a bit like Top Trumps. But that's right. as much as I can remember. But it, it's a bit like Top Trumps. So it's a bit more strategic than that. But it is, it is very much like it. So, um, but of course, all of the models, all of the, the cards are, you know, characters from Warhammer. Um, it's a really, we're talking about, we've talked about pickup games before. This is the ultimate, if you've got five minutes, pickup game. Um, to have in the, in your hobby bag when you're at a show or something, if you've got a few minutes to just have a go at it, um, you'll never guess what card I've got. Oh, Ka- Chaos Corn Berserker. Oh, you're close. This Chaos, it's the Cauldron of Blood. Is it? Yes. The old epic model. Yeah. Nostalgia. Anyway, I'll, um, I'm well excited about that. I'm really, I think that kind of stuff, Games Workshop pulling that kind of stuff out of the hat. Um, especially on the sly, right at the end, like they have. Let's just think more of that, please. Definitely. More of that. Trolls in the pantry. That's what we want. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. Yep. And Battlefleet Gothic. Yeah. Well, we already know you want Battlefleet Gothic. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So that I can build a fleet. And pound Fenris into oblivion. Oh, have we gone full circle from that crap? I, th- I ignored you at the start of the episode. Well, the drop pod has almost landed, mate. Well, if you're going to land on Fenris, you're going to get your ass kicked, so... <laughs> 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 yeah, you're probably right. Bite really angry snowmen. <laughs> Kill- killer penguins. <laughs> yeah, defended by killer penguins. Right, so it's our Christmas episode is wrapped up, guys. We, as much as we would love to be able to do a podcast over Christmas, it's just not going to be feasible. Um, so we're going to take a little break, um, and we'll see you after Christmas for the first. Of it's only our because Ben's busy because he does a neat little sideline in in being a father Christmas in a shopping mall. <laughs> I, do you know what? That is my retirement plan. Is it? It is my retirement plan. I am going to. Be a Santa Claus because I think that would be wicked. It would. I I want. I've to got drive the belly. The I've got the trucks. laugh, and I've got the beard. I mean, what more <laughs> do you need? And the hair. I've got long curly hair. I can pull it off, man. I'm sure I can. Yeah, I think you probably could. Although I'm a little bit. Cons- you would have to leave your Viking axe at home. No, Santa was a Viking. Viking. Yeah. I'm going to drive one of those Coca-Cola trucks. That's my <laughs> like with the lights on. It lights that would up. would be so cool. So I can play the holidays are coming music. All right, guys. Shall we wrap up for this year? Yeah. So I thank promise. you. That's got to be the end. Surely we've got to say thank you at the end. It's just like this has yeah. been a fantastic year. Um, the best bit for me, and it's a bit soppy, is that we get to chat so much yeah. more than we we did before, um, and we get to share our hobby with each other and with so many people and because people have been engaging and constantly 
putting stuff up and listening and downloading the episode we've carried on doing it and actually we're lining up to do even more hobby next year and spend even more time chatting to each other so for all i take the mick out of you and your stupid space wolf ideas (laughs) all the time um it's been fantastic to explore what is an amazing hobby even more with you um over the over this year and through the podcast dude really ah so there we go i'll just throw that in there and thank you to everyone else you know because you know 2017 has been um it's been made a lot better um interacting with all you guys so thank you very much and yeah you know you can contact us on at the two peas podcast on instagram or twitter um please do that because we like talking to people yeah. Well, Dan doesn't. Dan likes talking over people, but you know, each to their own. I'm just going to say, just this is my last thing, but I'd like to point out that as the closing part of this podcast for 2017, I open my heart to say the great time I had with you, and you just <laughs> mocked me to close the thing. <laughs> just remember that, my listeners. Just rem- I mean, our listeners. <laughs> Guys. Thank you for a flipping awesome hobby year. We'll see you in 2018. Happy Christmas, guys. Stay safe.